0: Bibles out here, Acts chapter number one. As we look at this passage, we're in this text this morning as well. But Acts chapter number one and verse number six the Bible says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own own power. So here again, there was a question, restore again. Lord, are you going to restore again the kingdom to Israel? And with everything that's going on over in the Middle East, uh, there's a lot of questions. I had somebody on Tuesday after Bible study uh, ask me, Pastor, uh, is there anything that's in the Bible that needs to happen before the Lord's return? And and he was he was following some people and they were telling him this needs to still happen and this needs to happen. Uh, and when we open up the Word of God, uh, I do not find anything that is... Uh, on the prophetic timeline that needs to take place before the Lord returns. And so the Lord is, Lord's coming back. And when he comes back, uh, we want to make sure that we're ready, of course, for his return. Uh, But the Lord uh, is coming back. But the people, and, and we've got to remember, this is New Testament. And the book of Acts is very early New Testament. And they did not have the, the writings of the apostles, this is all just coming out. And so you had Old Testament, and then now we have New Testament, but we are, uh, we are New Testament looking back at what has already been given and written and preserved, but they didn't have that. And so the disciples are asking, Lord, uh, with everything going on in his day, uh, Lord, are you going to return and restore uh, the kingdom of Israel? And you have to remember, they were under Roman rule. There was a foreign country that had come in, had conquered, uh, and now Israel is a subservient nation uh, to an invading country. And so uh, they were trying to figure out where they fell in uh, to the this. And the Lord's response to them was, it's not for you to know the times and seasons which the Lord hath put in his own power. And what he's telling us is, you stay with the mission. You stay with what I have already given to you. Uh, I have given you, there are certain information I've already given to you. I've already given you marching orders. And now since I've given you those marching orders, you just follow those orders. You just follow those directives. You follow the principles, the teaching that I have given to you. And, and the Father will reveal that at his time. And uh, so tonight I want to just speak to you on that subject, times and seasons, times and seasons. And let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for these next few moments uh, that we'll have in your word. I pray that your people would be helped and uh, just lead us please for Christ's sake. Amen. So here, uh, the millennial kingdom is what they could see. Now, the Old Testament prophets, if you had a picture of mountain, 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 you would see that the Old Testament prophets would look across these mountain peaks. And they could see certain things that God had revealed to them, but God didn't give them everything that was going to transpire or the timelines that were down in the valleys. They just saw some major events. Uh, They saw the Messiah uh, and they saw the millennial kingdom. Uh, They did not see that there was going to be a period of time in between that, which we call the church age. And so uh, we are in uh, what, Daniel calls in Daniel chapter 9 the 69th week. So we had the 70 weeks of Daniel and that was prophecy. And so from uh the, from week 69 in prophecy till week 70, uh we had the cutting off of the Messiah uh in week 69 and then in the week 70 we have the beginning of the tribulation period. And so in between those two, uh, there is a time frame uh, that we are, uh, we are in right now and we are waiting for the Lord's return and that prophetic clock will go back into motion. It'll start ticking again. And so once that, uh, the Lord's return, uh, but we see several things is that there's a millennial kingdom and that's what they could see. The old Testament prophets knew that the Lord was going to reign and he was going to be here for a thousand years and a thousand year reign by the Lord Jesus Christ on earth. You know what that's going to be like? That's going to be peace. That's what that's going to be like. Uh, there is not going to be all of the turmoil uh, that we have. Why? Because we're going to have someone that's in control, that knows what's going on, what needs to happen. Uh, and so uh, we'll have that millennial reign, and uh, it's going to be an absolute time of peace. Uh, but, but that is, that is after we, what, what takes place called the tribulation period. And so uh, the Lord's return. So we're going to look at some things. Uh, about this timeline, just to sort of uh, help put it in perspective for everybody. Take your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 25. I've got about 40 verses that we're going to look at. It'll take about an hour and a half. No, just kidding. Uh, I do have a bunch of verses that we're going to look at, but I want you to see it for yourself. Don't just look up on the screen. Uh, If you have your Bible, uh, go there, Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 13. Matthew 25, 13. This is important for us as believers to grab a hold of because we have to be able to give an answer of the hope that's in us. People bring questions to us, and I don't know about you, but I don't like when people bring me a question and have to sort of shake uh, scratch my head and say, "Uh, I don't know." All right, and so there are some answers that we're not going to have, uh, but let's look at this, Man, Matthew twenty five thirteen. the Bible says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Okay, so uh, look at me for a second. So what the Lord is saying is, He is going to return, uh, and when He returns, we don't know the day nor the hour when that's going to come. Come to be That is not given. God does not give that guidance there. The Bible tells us that if somebody says uh, he is here or he is there, that you're not to go to that location. Why? Because he said that no man is going to know the time or the hour when the Lord is going to return. And so when somebody says the Lord's going to come on thus and thus a day, this day or this hour, uh, what we are to do in our our mind and say, that's a heretic. You know why? Because the Bible tells me that no man knows the day nor the hour. And God told us that already. So uh, what, what is, what's so important about that for us is that we don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. I have the ability to be deceived. How many of you have ever been deceived before? My hands are up, all right? Someone comes and they have a great story uh, and you have confidence in that individual. You trust that person. They were able to give you all the information that you needed and they didn't tell you the truth. How do you know when a salesman is lying to you? When his lips are moving? All right, and so, uh, so we we have to be able to, to be aware of that. In Mark thirteen thirty two, he said, "But of that day and of that hour knoweth no man." They come in and say, "Oh, the Lord's return on this day." He told me, "You're a liar." Jesus said that no man is going to know that. Uh, So uh, he says, no man knoweth, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the son but the father. So Jesus says here that that's not even revealed to him when he is going to return. Uh, The angels don't know. And if the angel doesn't know, some television preacher doesn't know either. And how many of them have come along and said they they, they were uh, they knew the Lord was going to come and this and this a day this day or that day and people were selling their houses and and giving money to the poor or giving money to that preacher uh, and uh, what what heresy that that is we need we need to know uh, understanding the times there are certain things with times and seasons we do not know we don't know that when the Lord's coming back we know that he is coming back, but we don't know when he is coming back. But Jesus did explain the times and seasons to his followers. He wants us to understand the times and seasons that we are going to be going through. Now, let me, let me just say this. Times and seasons, they change. Just like the creation And times and seasons, there are times and seasons that will keep on changing. But during those times and seasons, we have some instructions of how we are to live. Uh, Take your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke chapter 24, and verse number 44. Luke 24 44, Luke 24, in verse number 44, we're going to read down through verse 52, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So Jesus is, is writing to his disciples and he's saying, Listen, the things that were in the Old Testament concerning me, they have to be fulfilled. If they are not fulfilled, that would be revealing that I was not the Messiah. But because Jesus was the Messiah, then all the Old Testament prophecies uh, that were in the law and in the Psalms uh, that were pointing to Christ they all had to come uh, they all had to come true and they all have come true. All of them have come true. Uh, Verse number 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now notice here that when he is referring to all the things that said had to happen uh, to him prophetically, uh, he, he addresses that, but then he moves exactly to the gospel people. He moves right to the crux of why Christ came. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Christ came uh, to pay uh, the sin debt of humanity. As by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, uh, we find that by that that one man, Adam, his sin, uh, we also find by the righteousness of one. Uh, All are made righteous. And so, uh, because of what Christ has done so he goes right to uh, he goes right to the resurrection uh, suffering the death uh, the, the burial and the resurrection the third day and that the re- that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem so here he goes to the gospel and then he goes to the mission and what's the mission? It's to preach the gospel to every creature. And the Lord is giving this instruction to his disciples. Why? Because he, these are the times, these are the seasons, these are the things that are pertinent uh, for their life. Uh, he, he, he had that. Uh, he was giving this uh, for them uh, so they would understand. Uh, verse number uh, 48, he said, and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, and we addressed that this morning uh, in church, Uh, and the believers were in Acts uh, chapter two, and we see the coming of the Holy Spirit of God, uh, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then verse fifty, he said, and led them out so far as to Bethany, and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass that while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him. And return to Jerusalem with great joy. And I want you to see, as a believer, that worship, uh, a relationship with Christ, and worshiping Christ, it brings great joy. It brings great joy when when we are uh, we enter into a relationship with Christ. There is the ability to have that joy. God wants us to have joy. And here, these disciples, uh, they are seeing the risen Savior. Uh, He is talking with them. He is giving them instruction. He teaches them. He's giving them that mission model, missions emphasis month. Uh, We can't forget why we are here. Uh, and the mission that the Lord has left us uh, with. He said that we are to teach uh, the death, the burial, the resurrection. Uh, Verse number 48, he said, ye are witnesses of these things. What was that? Uh, A witness is somebody that not only sees it, uh, but they are going to give testimony to what they have seen. And so uh, we are witnesses of these things. And so uh, we see that uh, the Holy Spirit is, uh, is taught that he is going to come and dwell and empower the believers. But, but we go on and we, from this time, we see that believers, they have, there have been generations, there have been hundreds of years, 2,000 years have passed since Christ. And what has happened to all of them? What, what are these times, these seasons? Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter four. 1 Thessalonians chapter four. We see the instruction of what what the uh, teaching is for those that have died uh, before the Lord's return. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Uh, What a blessing. Uh, Those that uh, pass away on this side uh, for the the believer who dies, they pass from life to life. Uh, The Lord said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. And so for the believer, when we die, we take our last breath here, we take our next breath in heaven. And what a blessing that that is. But that's not the case for those that are lost. When they take their last breath here, the Bible tells us in Luke, and in hell, they lift up his eyes, being in torment There is is a totally different condition for those who are saved versus those who are not saved, those who have accepted Christ as their personal Savior, those who have rejected Him as their Savior, and to do nothing with Jesus is to reject Him, to reject Him. And so we see here uh, how the Lord is uh, those that uh, have died uh, before us uh, and before the Lord's return, that, that they are with him. Uh, and verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep i For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds, and and to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. There's coming a day when the Lord's going to return. This time and season, these are things that He has given us information about. We don't know when it's going to happen. We, but we know that that time is going to come. We know these seasons are uh, the season is going to come when the Lord is going to return. And for those that are saved uh, and have died, uh, they're they're with the Lord in the air. And the Bible says that uh, when the Lord returns, that the dead in Christ are going to rise first. You say, well, why do they? Why are they going to rise first? Because they got six feet farther to go, and they're going to rise first, and they are going to be caught up together with those that are alive, uh, which remain are alive, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm looking forward to that day. And he has given us some of this information. We know that that event called the rapture is coming. And that's why it's so important for us to share the gospel. We don't know when the Lord's going to come, but he could come at any moment. We know that what predicates the tribulation period is that there are going to be wars and rumors of wars. Has anybody turned on the the news lately? There there are wars, there are rumors of wars, there are events that are going on all around the world. There is nothing that could stop, would stop the the Lord uh, from returning. He could come at any moment. And if we are... If we believe that, then we've got to make sure that we're telling other people about Christ. We've got to to tell our family. We've got to tell our friends. We've got to tell our co-workers. I have some co-workers that I would love to be saved. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. I work here at the church. So uh, (laughs) uh, sometimes I wonder about Miss Brenda, but other than that if you don't fill out the right form, you're in, in for wrath. All right. But, uh, uh, but we know that the Lord's coming back. We need to make sure that we are telling people about the goodness of God. Aren't you glad somebody shared the gospel with you? Aren't you glad you're on your way to heaven? Don't you want everybody to have that? Yeah, praise the Lord. I do. I, I, want every, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Not only do I not want them to go to hell, I don't want them to live a life without Christ. Because we see the brokenness. The more people that you work with, the more people that you invest in, the people that you see that violate biblical principle that God has laid out to teach us how to live our life and to enjoy the life God has given to us. And you see those that they don't follow those principles. They don't follow what God has given. And you see the brokenness in their life. You see the emptiness in their life. I've told you before, as a young person, I got saved. And I remember as a teenager, I, I did not have, we didn't go to church I would come home, I'd go into my room and I had my heavy metal music playing and I lay on my bed and I'd look at the ceiling and I remember this same thought over and over and over again. If my, if my life is just a dream, I wish they would wake up. There was no purpose in my life. I had, I had nothing to live for. I had fun. I did things, but I remember there was a void that was in my life that I could not understand. And as a teenager, I remember experiencing that and going through it over and over again. You know what? Since I got saved, I've never had that again. You know why? Because there's a purpose. God has a purpose for my life. And as I open up the Word of God and as I see what God has given and And the instruction that he has given to guide my life, it has brought so many blessings. So many blessings. Are there hurts in life? Absolutely. But when you're following the Lord, endeavoring to do what he's asked you to do, what you find is that that purpose, it brings fulfillment. There's a reason to get up. Have you ever felt like you were just on the hamster wheel, just spinning and spinning and spinning? You know, and I'm not saying we can't all get there at some point. But when we get there for the believer, we got to realize, what's my purpose? That's what the Lord was coming back to with his disciples. He said, there are some things you're not going to know. But times and seasons, these are some of the things that I have given to you. And I have about 40 more verses, and we're not going to go there tonight because chili is already ready to be eaten. But what we do need to know is that our life, there is a purpose. And there is a season to our life. There's coming there's coming a day when our life is going to end. Are we prepared for it? Are you saved tonight? You know the Lord is your personal Savior? Are you ready to meet Him? If you're saved, He's your Heavenly Father. But are you ready to meet Him? Are, are, you, are you living in a way where it's going to be a a good reunion or are you living in a way that you know is against what his will is you see knowing the times and seasons they should help us put those those guardrails up keep us on track so we don't go off rail we don't go off course and that's what the lord's purpose is times and seasons. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for all that you have done in our lives and uh, Lord, for the ability uh, to know your word and to, to open it and study it and to allow it to impact our lives. And so now tonight as we gather, I do pray that the Spirit of God would have freedom to work and Uh, Lord, if we are uh, if we're not saved, I pray that that there uh, tonight would be a night of salvation. If uh, maybe we have uh, wandered away from you, I pray that we would come back. But whatever uh, the need is in our heart, I pray that you'd work in our midst. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Who'd say?